Welcome back, everyone, to the newest newest edition of the MT Sports Show. Hey, we haven't been here in a while to record with you, but you know what? Um, we're staying safe. We're staying inside, which will lead to more episodes. Um, it's just the way things are. Things are kind of hectic right now with everyone, but we hope everyone is staying safe and staying inside. So with that being said, um, we're going to talk Michigan basketball first. Um, Michigan just got a commitment from a transfer guard, Mike Smith, out of Columbia. Um, Michigan's bas- basketball scholarship is in like, kind of a limbo right now. They're not really sure what's going to happen, but they do have, um, I believe they have one scholarship available right now, um, and that possibly could be for Josh Christopher. So um, I guess what's your guys' take on, before we get to Josh Christopher, what's your guys' take on um, Mike Smith committing or coming to Michigan, he's going to be coming to Michigan. He's a grad transfer, and he will be immediately eligible. Um, I got a chance to watch his tape a little bit, um, but pretty impressed for the most part. <clears throat> so what? I guess what's your take? We got Brian and Tyler here with us. Um, what is your take? Um, go, I'm going to start with you, uh, Brian. Um, my take on Mike Smith is that he's a very similar point guard to – I. I think like Xavier Simpson, um, the difference between him and Smith would be that Smith is able to have, he has a jump shot, he has a pretty nice jumper, um, he can drive to the paint pretty well, he can also shoot the three pretty well, so it's a very good piece to have for Jawan in this class and also helps the scholarship situation a lot, being that he'll be a, a one and done guy since he's a senior grad transfer. Uh, if they do happen to get Josh Christopher commit, uh, he'll be a one and done for sure. And then Eli Brooks is a senior. So you could potentially have at the 2021 spot, you know, maybe one guard, which would be a walk-on, and that's Brandon Wade uh, from Michigan. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was a great pickup for Michigan. Uh, they really need to get a, a grad transfer point guard because they don't, I guess Eli could run the point, but I think he's better off the ball. But um, Juwan's out here playing chess when we're, we're not really sure what the, the scholarship situation is happening and all the pieces are falling. So it'll be interesting to see, and I'm really excited to see him in the Amazing Blue. Hmm. I did watch the tape on him earlier. He can shoot the ball. He, I mean, he did a lot for his team, basically, but they played in the Ivy League, and, you know, he did – didn't really have a lot of guys around him. They played. I watched Clippers Princeton when he played for Princeton. He scored like thirty plus points, and they lost by like thirty. <laughs> so huh. I mean, it's just yeah, very like on like just a very uninspired like team. Not not uninspired, but not very great team that they had at at Columbia. But again, he did a lot for them, and uh, I think mm-hmm. he'll be able to flourish at Michigan and not feel so overwhelmed. Uh, Tyler, I don't know if you're familiar with Mike Smith, Smith at all, or if you're familiar with. Um, him, but I know that they needed a point guard. Michigan needed a point guard after losing to Julius because David Julius. We'll get to that right. in a second, yeah. but um, transferred. So, I guess what's uh, your so, take on uh, uh, my take on it? Obviously, you know, um, I haven't had much time to watch tape on him. You know, it's something I'm going to, you know, during this lockdown. You know, something I'll uh, I'll do. But um, you know, it, like you said, Michael, you know, it was a good pickup. You know, obviously with the I, I think I was kind of surprised, you know, 
David Julius, you know, putting his name in the transfer portal, you know, wanting to transfer out. And then, you know, um, obviously losing Simpson, you know, being a senior and all that, you know, obviously. Uh, but picking up the grad transfer, you know, for one year, I think it will I think will be benefit for Michigan. You know, obviously, I think he averaged, you know, just over 20-some points will, uh, with Columbia. But obviously, you know, that's still yet to determine. You know, you're coming from the Ivy League to the Big Ten, which, you know, right. it's hard to score and all that. But, you know, uh, having having a grad transfer come in, you know, free up at least, you know, some of that scholarship for next year. Um, you know, I think it was a good, good pickup for Juwan, you know, with his first year. Uh, and, you know, I'm just like, you know, Brian and Mike, I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited to see what he can do for Michigan running the point and all that, you know. Uh, I, I was kind of, I was kind of su- um, surprised at to see, obviously, did David Julius transfer. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you always want to go into the, into the mindset of, like, when it comes to college basketball, like, well, I'm not right. surprised that anything happens. But when I heard the David Julius news, I was, I was kind of like, like eh, that I was kind of like a, a not really a, a exciting like news to hear about, obviously, and I wasn't right. really fond of the move. But when I thought more into it, um, you know, he's gonna want more minutes, and mm-hmm. with Bro- with him and Brooks being that, you know, who's gonna be the catalyst? That and I don't know. He saw a loaded roster coming in. Does he see? Do you see he was gonna get more minutes? Um, I guess not. But um, I I think that he is going to go somewhere and be able to contribute to their team. But um, good pickup for Michigan getting um, Mike Smith um, after they lost out on Bryce Aiken on Thursday. Right. Um, right. So yep. they had a backup plan. Juwan Howard had a backup plan. It was good for them to have a backup plan, like, almost immediately because they got a commitment from him, like, what, the next day. Yeah. So, yep. um, so that's good. They got him. And they also lost Colin Castleton, which um, – I'm not surprised about that one. Yeah, I mean, he's really going to be punched out on the depth chart now and after this coming up here because you have still have, you know, Davis in there, and then you're going to have uh, Hunter Dickinson, and then you're going to have – Right, um, yeah. Which, which I don't know. I mean, some guys, you know, they, they're like, hey, you know, I'm going to get more minutes next, in the next season. But um, I think Colin Calfer right. and David DeJulius will go to another team, and I think they will ex- excel just because mm-hmm. um, after, the, after that one game that Colin Calfer didn't do really so well, he was after – he was staying after and shooting, getting up shots or whatever, when no one was right. in the gym. So that kind of speaks onto his, uh, his, his uh, I guess, fortitude and his focus to the game. Um, so I think they'll be fine. But, again, I think it, need, it needed to happen for Michigan to get Mike Smith and potentially get Josh Christopher, as well as possibly keep uh, Isaiah Livers and uh, Franz Wagner. So, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Brian, what was your take on take – on, um, Oh, the overall tra- the transfers from uh, Colin Castleton and David Julius, and how do you think it impacts? Um, um, how do you think it impacts the Livers' decision and Franz Wagner's decision? Um, I think it impacts a major way because you have open spots now. If, uh, like you said, there's one open scholarship spot, that means if uh, five-star top ten national player shooting guard Josh Christopher, if he does indeed decide to commit, you know, Michigan would be at their 13 scholarship limit and you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, over, you know, overcommitting your class and whatnot. And it also opens the door for, like you said, Franz, Wagner, or Isaiah Livers to come back. I know Livers has said that unless he's 
getting a guaranteed contract, he'll, he'll more likely opt to come back to school. Uh, I haven't really heard anything on the Franz Wagner front, what he's kind of deciding or what's going on there. But, you know, just, you know, kudos to um, David Julius and Colin Castleton. Unfortunately, there wasn't, you know, more minutes to go around, especially with the Julius because, I mean, he had some great moments last season where, I mean, in the Nebraska game when Xavier Simpson was suspended for that one game, and even though Nebraska's not really a, a, a huge opponent for Michigan from Nebraska had a terrible season, but, you know, they really needed somebody to get going in that game, and David Julius popped off. And I think he also had, like, 20 against Maryland when nobody else was really hitting anything. So he had his moments, unfortunately, uh, just depth in front of him and not really – playing all that consistently or doing on a consistent base, but I just wish the best in the world for him. He's a great guy and a great kid. And same thing with Castleton. I thought when he was recruited that he would come in and be like a similar Mo Bogner type, a big that can handle the rock and score. And, I mean, you really haven't seen a lot of him, but he has the, he has the size and the ability uh, if he can go somewhere that really puts him in a right system, he could be a star. And so I just wish the best for him too. But it's like I'm sad to see those guys go, but I'm really ha- I want I want them to succeed wherever they go. And I'm kind of really happy right. with the future, or I'm excited for the future of what Jawan's trying to do at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I needed to happen, and uh, I wasn't shocked at the Castleton. I think I was like obviously when I first when I first got the news I was like oh that's kind of like a little bit surprising but now like where right. I'm like where I was like kind of like oh I'm heartbroken or I really hate right. it. I mean but I, I, it needed to happen so right I mean he kind of got lost in the shuffle you know obviously Beeline yeah. leaving and then you know obviously out of nowhere you know the emergence with Davis under you know Jawan Howard's first season you know he 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 would really just go on there once you know people are in foul trouble. So right. I mean, kind of, kind of got lost in there. But I mean, like you said, I, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I kind of expected that at some point, you know, during the season. Uh, but you know, Julius, you know, I was kind of, kind of shocked by it because obviously, you know, I thought he, you know, with him coming in next year, you know, running the point with Simpson leaving. But you know, like you guys said, you know, I wish them best. You know, I'm sure they'll get to the right school and right fit, and you know, they'll flourish under that. But you know, it, it's, it's kind of the nature of the game now. Uh, with his transfer portal, you know, in football and basketball, you know, it's kind of, you know, and Jawan, you know, he's putting his 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 print on with the class he has coming in next year. And I think I've seen some of his son, Jace, he's going to prefer a walk-on, which will free up another scholarship. Yeah. Well, that freed up, well, that freed up the two that they had. And yep. then you got one with Mike Smith, so they have one left. So, yep. yeah, so, so um which is good, and it needed to happen. And, um, you know, if everyone wants to get this big class at Michigan, you know, get Christopher and get these guys, and they needed that to happen because it wasn't going to happen. Because everyone was freaking out, like, oh, where's the scholarships going to come from? Where's the scholarships come from? And then we had those two transfers. So, and then James yeah. Howard, obviously. So that's where the scholarships yeah. come from. Um, and those are the spots they're going to go. So uh, Michigan's just waiting on the Josh Christopher news. But um, there was kind of, um, like, talks about like um how is mike smith going to get to fit into the system given that we've had we've already had like a 
transfer point guard and Jaron Simmons a couple of years ago in B-Lions. But as Howard's system a little bit more like free-flowing where he doesn't really need to learn so much of the system like he did in B-Lions system, because um, there was talks of that might be a little bit more difficult because I don't think Mike Smith's going to come in and just absolutely ball out. Like the Big Ten is not like a easy conference to just excel in really way, right away. If he averages 10 or 15 points a game, I think that's really well. That's really that's really sure. good. Um, yeah. So I think he'll be a, I think he'll be able to be a, a formidable replacement for Xavier Simpson, but it's gonna be a tough tough shoes to fill replacing him. And uh, I do like sure. do like um, Mike Smith though. He does kind of remind me of Xavier Simpson a little bit, but just a little bit more. He can shoot a little bit better and he can create too as well. Um, so, but he's going to be able to have a lot of stars around him with Todd and uh, hopefully Christopher and Terrence Williams and hopefully Livers and Wagner. So, um, regarding the Livers and Wagner, I don't know. I would imagine that, you know, Brian, you talked about if he doesn't get a guaranteed contract or whatever, he's going to come back or if he's not a guaranteed pick. I don't know that he's a guaranteed pick right now, but, I mean, and you, they're not going to be going through workouts to, for him to show much right. he was injured he was injured some of the yep. season right so it's like correct yeah that, that, that doesn't usually that doesn't really tell me that a guy is gonna go pro unless he's unless he's a one and done kid where he's injured a little bit and he's like you know what i'm just gonna separate the season and then just prepare for the draft but i think liver i think livers comes back and then i think wagner leaves but then again i don't i don't know I just think Wagner might not get many as many touches, but I, I, I stuck to that point with I got in a discussion with somebody on Twitter and um, uh-huh. at the, if, if, if Christopher Twitter. now if now if Christopher doesn't come, then I think Franz Wagner stays. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting point. Um, yeah. It, do you have any more to add, or you? No, I no, I I just think that. Well, let's just let's just talk let's just talk about that topic for let's just talk about that topic and not definitely let's not not get into the Josh Christopher stuff quite yet. But let's talk about for instance, what if uh, you know Josh Christopher Christopher doesn't come? Does Livers and uh, Wagner stay? We'll start with start with you, Tyler. What do you think, Tyler? What, what? Um, I think if, you know if Christopher doesn't come, then you know I can obviously see. Obviously, Livers. You know, you touched on it, Mike. You know, with him, with not, with him not going through workouts right now. With you know what's going on right now and how the whole world, how the sports world has kind of changed to like the whole virtual and you know not being able to see doctors and all that. You know, he uh, Livers was injured. You know, for I would say half the season. I shouldn't say half, but you know, majority of the season. You know, with with his knee or growing or whatever you know, he had, um, you know, I could see him, you know, obviously coming back. Um, I don't see him as of right now having a guaranteed roster or contract and all that. Uh, Wagner, uh, it's kind of in a, uh, kind of a sticky situation. Um, I can see him coming back if Christopher doesn't come, but, um, you know, there was glints last, uh, you know, during the season where he was not buying a bucket and, um, and then there'd be times where, you know, he was just, you know, shooting the lights out. You know, obviously with him coming out of Germany, you know, he was he was a highly talented shooter. And obviously the games have changed. You know, the game's different than all that. But, you know, he can always rely on his brother Mo, you know, to see what's best for him. Uh, you know, right, true. But, I mean, so, um, but, you know, if Christopher does come, you know, would uh, would Wagner still, you know, come back and, you know, sacrifice, you know, being like the 
second unit for Michigan, you know, at least have a scorer come off the bench that, you know, the bench can rely on and Howard can rely on, you know, and all that. So Chris, kind of, Chris, Josh, Josh, Chris, Josh Christopher not going to come into Michigan. He's going to come off the bench. I, um, there's no way. No, I'm talking about Wagner. No way. I'm talking about Franz. <laughs> no, I know. That, yeah, no, that's no, what I'm no, saying. No, I'm like, talking about Franz. Josh Christopher. Yeah, I know you are. I'm just no. saying Josh Christopher's not going to take a back seat to, to uh, the kid. No. He's coming in to play right away. Like, so Exactly. Yeah, that's, why, well, that, that's why Wagner might have to go on the bench. But, yeah. Right. I mean, which, which you know, uh, I, I don't think it would be a bad thing because obviously, you know, he could shoot and all that. You know, he could be a catalyst off that bench for the second unit. But, you know, he's kind of in a uh, different situation than I think he is uh, than Livers, you know. Yeah, I think so. What's your what's your uh, take, Brian, on, on, on the matter, I guess? It's, it's it's really, I mean, there's no really right or wrong. Obviously, there's you get it right, but it's, it's kind of hard to tell right now. Right. So. Yeah, that's kind of interesting that you bring that up because I, I never really thought of it that way that Franz might leave if Christopher does come in, depending on your know, roster spots. If let's say if he does come back, like I feel like Franz would be good enough that he can create his own shot, that mm-hmm. he would be able to be on the floor because of his offense and defensive ability, whether that's at the shooting guard, small forward, whatever. Um, I feel like he really showed, you know, some of the offensive struggles he had last season was because he was injured at the beginning of the season. His shooting hand mm-hmm. was, he missed the first couple of weeks. And then I think sometime during the season, he got the flu and was out, down for a couple of days. So he kind of went through a little bit of a freshman wall, so to speak, with a couple of injuries, but I mean, you see his potential. Like, he just – I mean, he flies on the court. And, like, some of the times that he'd go Euro-stepping to the rim, it's just like you can't defend right. that because he's just, like, no. so crafty. So, I feel like if Christopher would come, obviously Christopher is going to get the most minutes because you can't – like you said, you can't bring in a top-10 player and then not play them because that's just right. like – you know, it'd be, go against coaching, which I think – Jawan being in the NBA, you know, being around guys like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. that, you know, he'll find ways to get guys minutes because you need your best players on the floor. Um, right. Now, if Christopher does decide to come and then Franz just – he decides to go to the NBA, um, I feel like he had done enough over in Europe that he could he can find a spot in the NBA – um, but I think it would probably help his game out a little bit more if he decided to come back. Um, and then if Christopher doesn't come back, or if Christopher doesn't come to Michigan, then you, know, you easily have a guy who, you know, I was thinking at times this offseason that Franz could be the focal point of the offense next season because he's very versatile in what he can do, and he's also a – he kind of struggled there at the beginning, but he's an A-plus defender. Like he knows. Mm-hmm. I think he also had to go through what Mo went through was just fouling, you know, knowing when and when to not foul. But, you know, he's, right. he's a complete player, and hopefully we'll get to see him in another Michigan uniform, at least for this season because, well, if they have a season, depending on the current situation. But – if he will. stays this year, then he's definitely going to go to the NBA next year. That's 
that's my opinion. But hopefully, we get to see him again this year. Sure. Uh, um, and I think that, like, if you, if you, for instance, I guess best case scenario would be Josh Christopher coming and they, and you get Livers and Browns to come back. Um, I guess that the best, worst case scenario would be you lose obviously um, all three. But I think a good scenario would be, hey, Josh Christopher doesn't come, and then you lose, um, and then you get Hotspot and Livers to come back, which then you got Todd, and then you got Dickinson, and you got, I mean, that would be probably the middle case scenario for me um, mm-hmm. because you still have experienced players coming back to a, to a recruiting good recruiting class. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I think in one scenario I could see, like who, I don't know if it was you, Brian, or you, Tyler, that said it, um, I'm talking about like Livers doesn't really have an opportunity to go and see doctors right now and get rehab and work like work out like and and make sure he's ready in front of like NBA scouts and NBA doctors even. So right. that that has to factor in his decision to come back. Like I mean, I don't think he's injured right now, so maybe that doesn't as much factor as a decision. But at the same time, I don't know if uh, scouts are thinking that he's even on any draft boards. And I know I talked to a guy on Twitter that said that. Franz isn't any any on any draft boards, but I mean that doesn't really matter. If you have one good season at a, at a college, yeah, that's mm-hmm. really that you should you should try to put your name in. I would I would think and every player that coming out of college should put their name into the draft just to get just to get answers and then they can come back. Like, you know, right. I, I think that's obviously smart for them. So um, I think that. Um, if they get at least one of the other back, like if they get Christopher and then uh, Livers to come back, I think that would be good or something. Um, but um, they need they need the more scores they can get to uh, for next year. They need more depth as well to compete in the yeah. Big Ten. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they, what happens with uh, with everything next this coming up year. We'll talk about a bit more about the college football and college basketball. Um, and how it, it kind of impacts everyone, and how it impacts Michigan, and um, and if will they have a full season? Um, but if you guys don't have anything more add, more to add on the, uh, the uh, Michigan basketball scholarship situation, we can move into Josh Christopher news and uh, talk about. Um, um, I got yeah. I got one more thing on the scholarship situation. Uh, I'm really uh, happy that Juwan was able to retain a. Uh, freshman, I guess redshirt freshman because he really didn't play that much this season. But uh, uh, Koa Bajima uh, because yeah, you're he's I think he's six eight six seven I think. And even though he was he was in garbage time most of the time he got he would play like that dude has just a really nice shooting stroke and I feel like mm-hmm. you could develop him and do like just a he could be a three or four year guy, possibly, if he's just coming off the bench and being a sharpshooter. Like, obviously, we'll have to see how he develops more. But I was really happy that they were able to keep him um, for the upcoming season, at least. I don't know what you see in him, Brian, but uh, you know, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Tyler, what's your uh, what is your thoughts on? I don't know if you have anything to add on this. Uh, on Cole? 
Well, that or if you have anything to add on just to, um, the topics we just talked about, we can. If not, we can move into the talk about Josh Christopher because I think everyone wants to wants to talk about what he's going to do, what he think he's going to do. I mean, right. No, we can we can move it on to that. I mean, I I don't have anything else to add on to, you know, the last topic we talked about. All right. Um, sounds good. Um, let's see here. Now, Josh Josh Christopher. Um, Five-star player. I mean, everything's as advertised about him. And we, if you need to know about him, uh, sorry, um, just go watch one of his tapes, and you'll be surprised uh, at how mm-hmm. how good he really is. Um, I mean, you won't be surprised at how good he is. My bad. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. He's 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 as good as advertised. He, he's going to play at the next level. I mean, I mean, it's just for sure. He's going to be a one-and-done guy. Um, now. His recruitment's been pretty. I mean, no one really knows for sure where he's going to go. I mean, it's really. I think it's down to Arizona State and Michigan um, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of not really telling anybody. He's kind of staying mum on the whole situation. He's kind of having fun with it, which he should. He's a, he's he's a recruit, and uh, I know me and Brian have been kind of following it a lot and kind of trying to see if we can see any movement or see if there's anything that we think that he might do or if he said something that we think he might come to Michigan or not. Um, so I, 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 we haven't really seen much, I don't know, Brian. And um, right now I think that it's between Michigan and obviously Arizona State. And I think, I think Michigan still kind of – I think Michigan is not leading as much as they used to or we thought they might. Uh, but I think they still might have a slight edge right now um, and hopefully they can keep that slight edge and keep and hold that off until Monday when he commits on mm-hmm. on the thirteenth, um, which is his birthday or is it his dad's birthday? It's his dad's birthday. Okay, that's what I thought. So he's gonna be on his yeah. dad's birthday, which um, I know one thing that does not bode well for Michigan right now is the fact that he's at home. He is going to be around his family um, for his, his his dad's birthday. Um, and his his brother's gonna be there who plays for Arizona State. Um now does that factor yeah. in? I don't I, I don't know if that does or not. If now if he has one last call with Juwan maybe and Juwan can be like, Hey you know, we really want you here. We we, we see we see we see what you can be in our offense. We I can see what you can be at the next level and I, I can I'm I can make sure I can get you there. Um now let's five let's talk two point Right. Let's talk about um, let's talk about what uh, he brings to the game. We'll start with you, Brian. Um, what do you what do you like about Josh Christopher? What do you think he I guess brings to the, uh, the college basketball? And how do you think he fits fits at, at Michigan? Um, you know, if he if he comes to Michigan, uh, he would be you know a guy where he, if you need a bucket, you know he can go get a bucket. He would be a, a focal point of the offense, um, really, because he has just really high level scoring ability. Um, he's really athletic too, has great bursts. I mean, he can get to the rim. If you've seen some of his highlight videos, he can throw down like really nasty jams. Uh, he can also shoot, shoot the ball uh, pretty well. So kind of a, a really uh, athletic, talented player that can get to the basket pretty much at will. I mean, there's not many people that, if he's coming to the hoop, that are going to stop him, at least in the high school scape. Um, he can also shoot the ball. So he's just 
a, like a really talented player that I don't think Michigan has seen in probably a while, maybe not until going back to like the 2013 team that had Glenn Robinson III and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and stuff like that. But, I mean, he would be a huge uh, pickup for Michigan and also kind of help Jawan with his brand of recruiting. Um, if Christopher comes to Michigan and he has a successful season and he gets drafted really high, that helps Michigan. But that also shows, you know, future guards around the country like, hey, you know, Michigan, even though Jawan's already done that with the number four class this year, but um, it would be really huge if Michigan got him. Uh, it is down to Michigan and Arizona State. There's pros and cons for both uh, sides, which I will get into later, but it would be a huge pickup for Michigan and Jawan Allard. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think so. Um yeah, I, I I don't see how you really view this as a disadvantage if you get him, and I don't think you it's going to help help you tremendously right now and moving forward. Like you said, um, it's, it's mm-hmm. just um, you can't think when you get a five star guy, you can't think about oh well, what, what are we going to do with uh, the guys on the current roster? Well, you know what, you just figure right. it out. Um, so okay, yeah. what's your what's uh, same question for you, Tyler? Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it would be a huge, huge momentum and he would get, obviously, like you guys said, you know, for Michigan to get Josh Christopher, you know, um, to reel in, you know, that, that I think, uh, good-ass recruiting class that, you know, Juwan has put together his first year, you know, being on the recruiting trail, you know, being able to get, you know, hopefully Christopher, you know, five-star, you know, get Terrence Williams and Dickerson and, you know, Isaiah Todd and, you know, all these, you know, talented players, you know, um, into a Michigan program, which, uh, you know, Beeline was, was a good recruiter, but, you know, he, he would get the players that would fit, you know, kind of his system. But, you know, uh, Michigan hasn't had a one and done since, I think, what, Jamal Crawford, which has been years. But, no. Uh, well, the Beeline did, didn't have one until Beeline, there wasn't any. Yeah, Beeline. Yeah, Beeline had Mr. Brzezikis. But in total, yeah, thinking, they have yeah. two, so, two. So, but, um, yeah, so, but, uh, you know, to get someone of his athleticism, you know, someone who can be able to go get a basket when we need it, uh, you know, I saw, you know, I saw a little bit of his tape. You know, he can rebound uh, very good for his position. Uh, he's definitely a scorer, um, which would help into, into this new age of, you know, basketball, you know, where it's nothing but scoring. You know, obviously he, he could he probably played he plays a defense, you know, very well. Um, but you know, he just for his athleticism, you know, would be a huge get for Michigan to get. You know, obviously I feel like, you know, if we do get him, you know, I kinda made a comment, you know, about, you know, Fat Five two point oh, you know, and just have, you know, um, remember Juan and all them, you know, just the fun, you know, those freshmen had together and, you know, just putting on the show for for the fans and all that, and I, I feel like you know, if Christopher comes, then you know I think it'll be one one hell of a show for us Michigan fans to watch. Yeah, it's easier said than done. Maybe we we've seen before you don't just can't just get a bunch of guys and put them on right. a roster and be like, all right, go play. Like it hasn't happened with Duke. Duke has got like twenty like tons of those rosters, and they haven't won a national championship. 
even right. with Zion. Yeah. They've only had I I think I was counting back. There's only been like two two teams. I was talking to Brian uh, off the record, and I was saying like there's only been like two teams that have had like that one and done type talent team and won a national championship. So it's mm-hmm. it's easier said than it's harder than harder than it is. Like it's easier said it, than done. Um, but I remember talking about on a podcast episode. It was probably before when Jawan Howard got hired. I was saying that Jawan Howard is not going to recruit like Penny Hardaway at Memphis. And I also said that I don't think he's going to not struggle in recruiting. I think it's going to take him some time. Now, it did take him some time a little bit, but once he got going, he's starting to recruit really well. Not like Penny Hardaway, but he's starting to recruit pretty well. Penny Hardaway is ruling out five-star after five-star after five. I mean, but now Juwan Howard is going to be in contention with those guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think, still don't think he's going to recruit like Penny Hardaway. It's just like Penny Hardaway is going to be leaning like the top five players each class usually. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to be up there. He's going to get close. He's going to give him, time, give him some time, but I think he's going to, he's going to recruit well. Um, and that's if he lands Christopher. Now, if he doesn't land Christopher, then, I mean, basically you have one five-star on your team, which is like, you know, that's, you know, if we're looking at five stars, we're just looking at five stars, if that's what we're looking at, then, yeah, then no, he's not. But if we're looking at just pure talent and how guys could turn out, obviously we don't know that. It doesn't matter on the stars. unless It just matters how the guys turn out and how they develop. Right. And they, get the, they get to the NBA. So I don't know if Penny Hardaway can do that. I don't know. Is he a good developer? I, we we just don't know yet. Um, but which what I think Josh Christopher does well is he may not be able to facilitate well, but you know obviously you know he can score and rebound and stuff like that. But he may not be able to facilitate that well, but he can still do it. So he's going to be mm-hmm. a guy that can come in and and be able to be at least asked to like at least facilitate some. So he's not going to be a guy that doesn't – he's not going to be lost out there. Um, right. So he's he's really athletic. Um, you know, like you said, he's more of a scorer than a passer. But, yeah. But, and you guys talk, talked about how he can rebound, which that's pretty good for a guard. Um, mm-hmm. And he um, – I was looking at this quite a bit ago, and I was watching his tape, and I was kind of impressed with how well he can defend – for his position, um, you know, I was like, well, I mean, that's not one thing most high school players do at like a guard position. Um, right. But he he defends pretty well for a college or for a high school player. Um, um, I just think he's going to fit well either way, no matter what, uh, I guess, no matter what position he plays at Michigan, whether it's he's handling the ball more or he's off, off the ball. Um Whatever lineup he's in, I think he's going to excel at Michigan. And uh, every five star is going to be able to come in and usually try to get their own. But it just depends on how well they grasp the the concept of what the team's trying to do. And we've obviously seen five stars come in and, and high level talents come in and not do anything, and mm-hmm. end up transferring. Transferring. So I don't see that happening. But um, I'm still feeling confident Michigan lands Christopher, but. I don't know. It's kind of we. It's kind of lessened since Arizona State seems like they're still in it. So um, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Brian, I know you talked. To, you we we've been looking at it more, and Arizona State's still still in there. Um, what what would you you said you're sixty forty right now? Is you think that's still 
still going to hold strong come Monday? Um, as far as, you know, all the crystal ball moves going, there hasn't been really any movement since back in, I think, February when, you know, Michigan kind of took a lead, so to speak, as far as, you know, with recruiting experts. I know there's been on a couple occasions that the rivals head uh, basketball recruiting analyst Corey Evans has said, uh, you know, it's kind of a not really when it's going to happen, but it, it seems like at the time that he would be going to Michigan or you couldn't see Christopher going anywhere else to Michigan. Um, now there's been some other stuff said where that maybe wasn't necessarily the case as far as the national or the done, or the, or, or the done deal thing where they heard the done deal and Christopher's camp got, yeah. 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 There was a, uh, there was an article written by a staffer on the Michigan Insider. Uh, the the CRISPR camp really didn't appreciate that, and they asked for it to be taken down. There was no there was no harm or foul there. You know, both sides were just – or the in, Michigan Insider was like, you know, of course, you know, there's no bad blood between them and the media. It was just something that was – the CRISPR camp didn't feel like it was a accurate – um, article, so to speak, at that time. And there's been a lot of pros to Christopher going towards ASU. It's a lot closer for his family to travel. Um, his brother plays there. His family, you know, they could both go to Tempe and watch them together. Um, if you want to say as far as the coaching ability, now Jawan Howard's in his first year. Bobby Hurley's been more of a develop-a-guard type coach. I mean, it's it's kind of silly to think that just in the first year of one guy uh, coaching, but you know, Jawan Howard, he's a big guy, a big man, and he he does great with the forwards and centers. But there's just kind of small stuff that could really say, oh, well, maybe it would push him towards Arizona State. Uh, you could look at Michigan and say, well, they're they live on the West Coast, but it's a West Coast, East Coast bias to where, you know, how many people are going to be staying up to watch Arizona State play basketball in the Pac-12 because they call it Pac-12 after dark because some of their games don't tip them up until, like, 10 or 10.30 at night, and that's including oh, out here, out, out here, and West, the East Coast has a lot of viewers, and they have stuff like that. So, I mean, right. And a, lot, a, lot was, games, I mean, a lot of the games – go ahead. Um, I was just going to bring up the, the the major thing that happened, you know, the, the East Coast versus West Coast in Christian McCaffrey's senior year where he broke Barry Sanders' like all-purpose yards record. When it came to the Heisman voting, there was a Heisman voter that said that, oh, I didn't even watch his games because I wasn't staying up that late. And you exactly. don't get as much exactly. exposure as you would get on the East Coast. And I mean, Arizona State, they would play on national TV like ESPN, FS1, you know, stuff like that. Same thing with Michigan, with the Big Ten Network, Fox. You know, they, they would both be on national networks, but I think the exposure would be more in Ann Arbor than it would be in Tempe, and you could also throw in the fact that Michigan's going to have a lot of talented players on that team next year that maybe it can give him a chance to accelerate the way, or maybe he 
he thinks that it would be better if he goes and tries to run the ship by himself. But if you go into the NBA, depending on which roster you're going to be on, you know, there's going to be talent everywhere. And so I still think that I would still lean towards Michigan, but I'm not going to be surprised if he chooses Arizona State because there are a lot of things that he could go either way and it would make sense either way. You know, I want to become Michigan because obviously, you know, want the boys in blue to, you know, land a super high recruit. But um, I, who knows if we see some crystal ball movement on later today or tomorrow or possibly before he announces on Monday, that would kind of be the writing on the walls. But as of right now, Michigan has the lead on both the 24-7 site and the rival site. Let me say this. So if Josh Christopher goes to Michigan, Michigan will be the preemptive favors to win the national championship in 2021. By far. By far. By far. Um, they will be I mean, by if, far. By far. And now if that changes, that, that will probably definitely change. But the the impact and the like the buzz around Christopher coming to Michigan and looking at the recruiting class, they're going to put Michigan. And if they get Livers and Wagner to come back, they're going to be they're going to be up there to be the preemptive favors to win the national championship. That's just my opinion. I I mean, I just think if you have that kind of roster and you have experience coming back and mixing with some freshmen, I mean, how do you not pencil them in? And I don't know. If Coach K and Duke have lost some touch in Kentucky and Kansas, they're not really – I mean, maybe, but I, I don't know. I just think Michigan would be up there, so. I mean – I could see that. Yeah. Uh, go, go ahead, Tyler, if you have – Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I could definitely see that. You know, if Christopher comes mm-hmm. to Michigan, I could definitely see, you know, being uh, Michigan being, you know, one of the favorites to win the national championship in 2020. Uh, 21 with the roster that they would have, you know, coming into next year. Yeah, and they have they would have the fourth rank recruiting class, yep. and Juwan Juwan Howard's second season, um, mm-hmm. and that would be his first first really real recruiting class, um, and as well as you know like just the experience coming back. My thing is though is if you know Christopher like we talked about it and it, Ryan, it's like. The, he's going to have the brand. He's going to have the exposure. You know that that whole Christopher McCaffrey thing is so spot on. It's like almost like I, I did read that article and I was like, wow, what are you really serious? <laughs> like, but it's it's yeah. so true. Like, I mean, people have these posts their time. Their their games don't. It's like eight thirty before the games even start, and most people are like, oh, they're kind of getting, you know, in the groove to go to sleep, and it's like five thirty out in Cali, which is early for them, but. I mean, I just think that I don't know. There's there's too much. There's I hope the uh, the good the hopefully the pros outweigh um, the Arizona State's pros and versus and the pros for Michigan outweigh like the con. You know what I mean? Um, I hopefully just the things that are viable for him to come to Michigan outweigh the things that are viable for him to go to Arizona State. Um, I hope mm-hmm. I hope so. In my opinion, they are, but I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know, you know, I, I just don't know for sure. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, Michigan kind of leads right now in 
Um, but we've seen these crystal balls shake out really weird sometimes. Like people don't get answers to like the last night or um, the early morning of the decision of a prospect. So um, we're going to see, we're definitely going to see here the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours what what happens. Um, I, I don't know. If it was my kid, I would want to push him to a program that was going to be able to have the chance to win games and possibly win a national championship and get him ready for the next level. That's just me. I don't care about the home atmosphere as much, especially if you're a one-and-done prospect. Hey, you're going to be going to the NBA the following year. I mean, why do you need to have that home atmosphere? for? I can see if you're staying for four years, four years at college football. College football, like you're, you might stay four years. But this is college basketball. You have one-and-done things. Like, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just think that probably wins out for Michigan maybe, but. We'll see what happens, guys. Um, let's move on. If anything has anything else to add on the on this this front, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just I had something and then I I just lost it. So you just continue, I guess. No, you're good. If you if you if you, if you uh, remember it, we can come back come back to it later on the end of the show. But our last topic we're going to talk about um, is how does the college football landscape change um, given the fact that we are going through a pandemic and um, how does that impact college basketball and college football Um, topic or question is that, and as well as the next question would be um, how does that impact Michigan and do we possibly have a shortened season of college football and college basketball? Um, We'll start with you, Tyler. What do you think? What do you think about this? Um, Obviously, you know, with there's a pandemic going on, obviously it it does – you know, put a toll on recruiting, you know, obviously I think by now we should be in spring training, you know, spring camp for, for football. Um, I would see, um, I've seen some reports, you know, as of right now, uh, they are expected for college football to start on time. Um, I don't know if, uh, I guess we'll see, you know, once this, whole thing plans out, but I did see that. But uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, it's kind of hurting recruiting, obviously, uh, in spring training as well. Uh, you know, you're going to have, like, shortened, you know, a shortened season to prepare, you know, learn the playbook. Um, obviously, I, I think, you you know, you probably could be learning the playbook right now, you know, sitting in your dorm or doing whatever, you know, doing home workouts. But, uh, you know, Michigan, uh, obviously – not being able to, you know, learn. I think they got to learn, you know, new plays and, you know, the whole coaching scheme. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this season plays out for Michigan with this, you know, not having spring ball. You know, obviously they would would have gone on their trip, but they, you know, team bonding and all that, but, you know, they obviously canceled that. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, not only for Michigan, but for, you know, rest of the college Landscape, you know, but I think the recruiting is the one that's hurting the most, and obviously spring training. Mm, right. Uh, what about you, Brian? Um, you know, at, at this point of the pandemic, it's kind of just taking it day by day. Uh, there's new information. You know, it's great. If there's, you know, worsening information, then you need to take that into account. I would just hate to see something to where they would make a decision on the fall and winter seasons now to then revisit this in about a month or two and you're at the beginning of June 
and mm-hmm. it clears up to a point where you can start opening again. You know, obviously we hope to have that a lot earlier than that point, but you know, if everything is kind of precautionary as far as the college season goes, I've seen a couple of reports where, in some way, shape, or form, they want to have a college football season, even if it's like at a smaller sample size or whatever, uh, because a lot of a lot of schools, athletic programs, really ride on the success, not necessarily the success of the team, but the financial gain that you have from having the college football season, and right. you know they're they're going to try to figure out a way somehow um, as far as it affects Michigan. Yeah, you would have liked to have seen uh, the quarterbacks get out there and, you know, go at it in spring ball, also some new offensive line pieces. But if, you know, Michigan is returning an offensive system for the first time since, what, 2016? And so you kind of hope that they've been in the system for a year now where it will be the second season that it will be able to go more smoothly if they have a season. Um, And I think teams are just – they're figuring out how to recruit. I know a lot of people are doing the virtual tours, and I think for Michigan's case – They have to. Yeah, they have to. They can't just not recruit because of – there's going to be another team that is going to recruit really hard and try to get prospects – I think for Michigan's sake, they need to recruit a little better, but that's for another argument some other time. But um, I think there's going to be a season, I hope, by at some point you know, we can get back to some normalcy in the United States mm-hmm. and hopefully around the world as you know this goes away or we figure out something to combat this at, a really high, high volume of combating, if that's a phrase. But, you know, we'll just see. It's, it's just taking it day by day and seeing what, what happens, essentially. Uh, I, I think that they really have to just monitor every situation. And, and, and I could see a situation where they play a college football season, a shortened season, um, with no conference games, limited conference games, um, taking them into basically into like October-ish and then maybe resume the, the season there. But um, I think it impacts Michigan by, by, by none, their, their revenue. Michigan is one of the richest college football programs. They are. Let's just go look it up. They, I was looking at the numbers. Michigan gets almost over $100 million in revenue from basically everything, ticket sales, merchandise, I mean, uh, TV rights deals, all this stuff. And they're going to be losing that if they don't have a college football season or a shortened season. I mean, and then and taking a turn, Michigan basketball, they, I mean, they bring in about $20, $20 million in revenue for the, for the school. So you're losing that. I mean, if we don't have a college basketball or a college football season, that's a lot. And there's a lot of these schools that don't that, – that money that they're losing could be their program. They could shut down their program. They could shut down a basketball program or a football program because they're losing that money. So it's more of a bigger thing for those, um, those schools than it is for Michigan. I think Michigan will take a hit. I think we were talking anywhere between – they were saying anywhere between zero, or zero and 20% worth of revenue loss, which is a lot. 
um, which I don't think anyone's at zero. Um, the other thing that is going to be impacted, everyone's going to be impacted by, is definitely recruiting. I mean, let's just put it being simple. Michigan's not recruiting on the level of Ohio State. I don't think they ever will, um, unless they, something crazy changes. Um, but it's now going to force coaches to actually call prospects and actually, like, what, recruit them and get videos and do videos and uh, Skype and things like that. So we're going to see who's actually going to do, be doing the due diligence. Um, we're going to see now because now you have no choice. You only have one way you can recruit. <laughs> um, so I think I that things... it's going to be different. Right, go ahead. Um, um, now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Have you guys uh, – do- there's an application that you can download. It's called – it's kind of older, but it's, um, it's like a virtual big house tour or whatever. You can actually, like, virtually, like, you put on the virtual glass or whatever, you can actually walk around the big house. Now, I think that app came out when they had the, had the old turf and the old uh, Michigan uh, lettering or whatever. Um, but you can kind of tour the big house or whatever, so it's kind of cool. But um, – yeah, I think that it's going to impact a lot of teams. Um, but we there's so much there's still so much unknown right now because we're only in April. Mm-hmm. So we don't really we, we we think we might know what can happen and we have good ideas, but no one really knows for sure until we uh, we we get some more answers and see what what's going to happen. But um, that's how I think that's how I think it impacts everything. And um, teams are going to lose lose something if we have a short even if we have a shortened season. Um, but um, and that's where I'm at with it. But um, that's gonna do it for us. If, any, if you guys have anything else to add, or kind of running out of time, um, and add. Uh, um, I, th- I remembered what I was gonna say. Um, it's a PSA to all Michigan fans: If Christopher does not commit to Michigan, do not go into his social media and trash him because you are butthurt. Um, there's oh already been God. a couple times when there's been a there's a Missouri fan and a Michigan State fan that were posing as burner accounts as Michigan fans trying to trash him. So just you know, this should this should really go without saying that you shouldn't trash a kid for making a life changing decision for them, even if it doesn't go in your way for your team. So just if he doesn't commit then don't you know, wish them good luck or something. Don't be like, oh, you're trash bro because you didn't come to my school. Like, don't be that kind of fan. Yeah. Be, definitely be better. Uh, definitely be better. Everyone's going through this time uh, just like, you know, Christopher's or any prospect. I mean, we're, we're all in the same boat, and everyone um, – it's going to really show everyone's true colors, how well they're handling things and how well they're going to be – you know, nice to people and how well they're going to, you know what I mean? And if Michigan, Christopher doesn't come to Michigan, you know what? I'm going to be upset a little bit, but I'm definitely never going to go through a kid's account and bash him. Um, it's going to be tough to hear, tough news to hear, but again, um, we'll see. We, there's always good news. you got to always look at the positives and things, but um, I, I, I think Michigan gets, is going to land him, and that's my pick right now. That's my pick right now. Who knows if it changes here in a couple of days, but um, that's a pick right now. So um, mm-hmm. always, always, always good recording with you guys, and we're glad to get back. Uh, be sure to check out all of our episodes um, um, on podcast or uh, Anchor, Anchor and Apple. 
Yeah. Um, I was thinking of a different one. Uh, Pocket Cast, I think? Yeah. Um, and then um, as well as uh, Google Podcasts. Um, we've pretty much surpassed uh, – t- we've surpassed 2,000 total plays, and I think it's even more than that. That's just what Anchor uh, calculates. But um, So as much as we're not getting on here, it sounds, it sounds like you guys are still listening, so I do greatly appreciate that, and I appreciate that you guys appreciate the content um, that we're putting out. So um, we'll get back to you soon, and um, stay safe and stay inside, and just remember that it could be worse. So um, – we will get on here and uh, break down um, the news of Josh Pittsford, whether he commit, commits or doesn't commit. Well, we'll be back to break that down here in the next couple of days. Um, thanks for joining us, and as always, go blue. Go blue. Go blue.